Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hello and welcome to True Romance. This is Carolina Barlow and I'm joined by my dear, 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 dear friend. Me, Devin. Devin Leary. Today is exciting and that is because it's a glorious day and that's because Devin's mother, Anne Leary, noted memoirist, novelist times three, that means when you say novelist times one, that means they've only written one novel. And when you say novelist times two, this is literary term. Wait, is it times three or times four? Well, I've just finished my fourth. It'll be coming oh. out next May. So, but you wouldn't know it's not out. I mean, you could. You've heard it first, it. though. That's right. One of Anne's novels is going to become a major motion picture with actors that everyone's heard of. So that's really exciting. And Devin and I were were not. We were considered to be a part of the movie. And, and, you know, life's hard. Things don't work out all the time. And so okay. we're just going to stick to podcasting. Listen, though, I was included in an adaptation of one of my mom's works. Or were you? <laughs> I'm laughing because I just remembered. <laughs> so my mom's essay was adapted for the Amazon series Modern Love. It was an essay for New York Times Modern Love called Rallying to Keep the Game Alive. It's the modern love column, the New York Times. And not to toot your horn too much, Anne, but it was the one with the flashiest actors, namely John Slattery and Tina Fey, and, you know, their two children who were supposed to be modeled (laughs) after Devin and her brother Jack now. (laughs) Right. But so I... I just say that I only wrote an essay. I had nothing to do with writing the the script for the show and the (laughs) the show is supposed to be loosely based on the essay. I'll just say that. And these views do not represent the views of Amazon or John Slattery or Tina Fey. Right. And they, and and then Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. I also didn't see it until I saw it with my children. Okay. Go ahead. And the, the essay is called rallying to keep the game alive. Right. Right. 
it's Which like is a, so good. It's really good. I know I'm biased, but I uh, still think it's really good. No, it's amazing. It's so cool that your mom wrote this. I mean, and Anne, I'm speaking to Devin directly about you, but okay. that your mom wrote Perfect. this incredible essay that's real about marriage. And I've quoted it so many times. <gasps> the point of this whole story about modern love is I turn on the show to watch it. I'm like, okay, no big deal, but my life story will be reflected here on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and not a lot of people get that opportunity. And I see there's my dad. They use his real name. Interesting. I see they, there's my mom, Tina Fey. She's stunningly beautiful. They use a different name for my mom, which right. I'm like, right. what was wrong with Anne? But okay. My brother is still Jack. They use Jack. They use Jack, yes. Jack but they is... gave Devin a different name. She was just like the least interesting person in the She family. was just like annoying. Like her one line was Jack was leaving. <laughs> Jack's storyline is that he's like, I'm an actor. And I'm like, yeah, Jack got the whole storyline. My character's storyline is nothing besides like watching TV with my mom. True to life. That's Actually, true. <laughs> from the headlines. Saying when my brother was leaving for college saying, I'm going to use your PlayStation while you're gone. Is that, I can't remember. Whatever. Devin, you're the golden child. You're both the golden ch- child, children in different ways. You but, do fall asleep at dinner too, which actually I do think is true to life. I'm just going to say I'm happy because I feel like people don't understand you until they know your trauma. And now my childhood trauma of my parents fighting on a tennis court on a resort vacation is seen. And people know she's been through something. Right. Her parents argued on a tennis court. They're like, where does... Devin get her grit. And I'm like, let me tell you a story. And don't tell her that I told you because I don't know if she's ready to talk about it. But <laughs> she was um, at a resort vacation once. And everyone uh, understands tennis trauma. Yes. Oh, tennis trauma is real. And by the way, <laughs> I realized something when I it's was really 21. I realized that my parents couldn't make me do things anymore. And my dad sometimes would say, come play tennis with me. And I realized I could say, no, I'm never going to play tennis again ever in my (laughs) life. And I could mean that. And that was like a powerful feminist moment. I want to ask you, Anne, when did you meet Devin's dad? And um, when did you think, oh, I think I'm going to marry this person? I met him in 1982. I had just transferred from Bennington College to Emerson College in Boston, and he was teaching. He had just graduated, was teaching this. I was a writing major, and he was teaching a comedy writing like workshop. And somebody told me I should take it, and I took it. I met him. I thought he was a student because he was twenty five, and I was twenty. And he's, you know, that Irish fair skin. He looked like he was (laughs) fourteen. No, he looked like he was. Anyway, um, so we met, and we. It was a really fun class. And then when the class was over, after that semester, we went out and one night, like on a date, and then like he stayed over and he still hasn't left. Like he never left. He didn't, I turned out he had no place to live. I didn't know that at the time. He was just staying at people's apartments. And so he still won't go home. Oh my <laughs> it's gosh. it's been 30 something years. We've got to know. figure out something to do about that. I know, but it all worked out in the end. Okay, and what was your first kiss? It sounds like it was the first date. Come on. I don't I'm even sorry. remember. I don't, I don't know. want to I think mean, about our first that. kiss. I can't. One of I probably our first uh, I, I don't know. In those days you did they don't you did, kiss. It, things move more quickly. Oh, okay. And when did he how did he propose? We had been living together for several years when he oh, okay. asked me to marry him and then you know, 
we eventually married. I wanted to have kids, so we got married and then oh, had kids. Oh, and you're the cutest kid, yeah. kid in the world. Yeah, well, we had them. That's me. I should say I. We both wanted to have kids, so. Uh, and we have them. That's good to know. <laughs> um, well, I'm glad you guys did that. Yeah. We're all we're. glad the true romance community is in great debt. What's your favorite piece of relationship advice? Oh, Yeah. It's really important to be with someone who has a sense of humor and can laugh at themselves. I guess. Yes. That is really good advice. Yeah. And then also, I think that's the best advice. Like, I think that's perfect advice. That helps me. Yeah. I always end up with guys who think that they're like, who can't like take a hit, which is so weird because I like shit on myself all the time. Especially often even guys that are funny, they are very thin skinned. And that, it, that really bothers me. Almost more so than anyone. They can dish it up but they can't take it and you need them to be able to laugh really hard at themselves you know i am first of all going to take this moment to shout out my new friend kendra who listens to our podcast and i think she's a creative genius so i was honored when she said she liked our podcast but one of the things she said she liked about it was that carolina and i have a banter where we make fun of each other and I said, yes. feels pretty one-sided sometimes. It does go too far sometimes. In what it way? Does. Are you making fun of my daughter, Carolina? <laughs> because I'm going to have to call your mother. I'm going to have to call your mother. No, and talk to I'm her. saying one-sided. Your daughter has tormented me. <laughs> your daughter me. is ruining my life. I'm going to call your mother and say you're Nine years Devin. ago, I almost left your lake house. My oh, trauma no. was that I was staying at a beautiful lake house in upstate Wait, New York. Wait, people are getting the idea that we are fancy and we're not. You're not. We're we're trash. We're scrappy. We, we're scrappy. Okay, but... so wait, what happened? Did she kick you out? No, she she was being so mean. So cruel. <laughs> what did I say? You were? No, what? no, they were just a, they were doing that thing where they were being so mean to me as a joke, but then it started feeling real. And then I think they forgot they were joking. It sounded like a horror movie. It was. It's like Get Out, but it was it in you know, <laughs> a like really out. white community. Yeah, like, but they, you thought you didn't. It became like you didn't know what was real and what wasn't. Exactly. Except for the fact that Devin said literally Get Out. <laughs> she said, yeah, "Get Out." I, and said, I took a picture, and the flash made Devin's eyes open up, and finally, I saw the truth that my friend was stuck. Speaking of Get Out, we are actually going to discuss today with Anne the pilot, the genesis of the 90 Day Fiance franchise, which has yes. just held the nation. Yes, it has gripped us. <laughs> but before we get to a commercial, we need to do our highbrow, midbrow, lowbrow segment. Yes. Okay, so who goes first? I'm almost prepared. I'm almost okay, completely prepared. All right. Let's start with highbrow would be The Wreckage of My Presence, a book of essays by Casey Wilson. It feels slightly sacrilege to recommend another writer while you're on the pod. So yes. I really hope that you understand that <laughs> I simply was asked to do the highbrow, midbrow, lowbrow segment. And I was sitting next to Casey Wilson's book and I thought, oh shit, I wasn't prepared. And I will plug Casey Wilson's book and say it's great. She is a lot like me. She does too much of everything. Um, I am so sick of my ever consuming brain, but she has gotten me hooked on Real Housewives of New York season one to three she's from bitch sesh no i know who she is because i actually have listened to her podcast many times and think she's hilarious we love she her she is 
a bright, bright star. And I'm sorry to drop this name drop, but I've met her and she's as kind as they come. Wow. As funny and as kind as we want her to be. My midbrow is my antipsychotics. So antidepressants, anti-medic, whatever, there's a lot of stigma around them. And I really think that when I tell people that I'm on antipsychotics, they might be like, what? That's crazy. And it's not normal that I'm on them. Um, but It sounds antipsychotic. It sounds it's psychotic. But it's actually it, healthy. Anti-psych- yeah, it's antipsychotic. It's that the I'm opposite on. of psychotic. Exactly. Yeah, when they say Thank that sounds you. crazy, you should say, no, it's antipsychotic. It's antipsychotic. And that's my new shirt that I'm going to get, antipsychotic. <laughs> That's actually and a on the cool back idea. it says, "Don't worry, I took them." Okay, <laughs> Carol, is this merch? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm just like I'm. I, I think about it all the time. I, you know, when you used to forget to take your meds, like, oh, I haven't taken no. my Prozac in like yeah, two days. Oh no, I do not forget to take these meds because they help so much. Because my PTSD ravaged brain is already weak enough as it is. Like when I hear a garbage truck like break too suddenly, like visions of horror descend upon me. So yeah, I'm I'm very pro getting medication if you need it. There's nothing anti-religious or anti-spiritual or weak about it. And I think a lot of people would benefit from it, as my good friend Chelsea Handler says. Is that your friend? Because you just said Casey Wilson was your friend. I know she's yours. (laughs) I know she's your friend. Weird... Name drop for Devin. Chelsea Handler's dog's account posted a picture of Devin. Yeah. What? I met Chelsea Handler's dog and I asked for a photo. Naturally. Paradise. The dog was Chunk. He has passed. I asked for a photo with him. Chunk's official Twitter account, Rest in Paradise as well, tweeted the photo of me. Nice. The best part is, is that this is the second time that Devin hasn't asked for pictures of the famous person, but has asked for pictures of their dog. And the second time would be when she came to Will Ferrell's house, met uh, him, his son and his dogs, and then texted me weeks later saying, can you send me a picture of their dog? (laughs) Because <laughs> they had a really cute sheepdog. Okay, sheepdog Devin, Cosmo. Devin actually spent a day with Billie Jean King and did a video with Billie Jean King. And I can't. And actually, would if she, there was a picture of Billie Jean King's dog, that would be the one she'd post on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's my Dev. That's the way I brought her up. Oh. Way I brung her. Way I brung her up. <laughs> my lowbrow. I really want to speak to grape nuts right now in the grape nuts community. I have been eating grape nuts as a snack. I just want to say this about them. They are nothing. They're cardboard. They're literally just, there's no flavor to them. And I love it. And it sort of just feels like a trough. Like when you see animal food and you think, what is that even? It's a slush. That's how I feel when I'm eating grape nuts. And I just happen to really like it. I didn't know they still existed, so this is really helpful. They're so great. And um, as someone who has, like, uh, I I wouldn't call my eating disordered anymore, but I would say that I um, have some weird habits from years of... It's not ordered. Yeah. It's not... It certainly isn't ordered. Um, I have some fixations, and so randomly I'll get hooked on something. And grape nuts just make me feel very satiated but not triggered, And so for any of my previously locked up friends, 
when I say locked up, I mean locked up in bad girl camp where you have to count while you're peeing because they want to make sure you're not throwing up. <laughs> this is for you. Devin, Anne, who wants to start with their highbrow? Yeah, you go. Okay, but I didn't understand. So I thought it was I thought it was supposed to be like con, um, entertainment or like a book. Yeah, or, I mean, like, mine yeah. are anti, mine are Caroline psychotic. Caroline did it wrong. Okay. So I decided... Because I'm very obsessed, especially this summer, but I have been all my life, but quite this summer, very obsessed with crime, specifically murder, true crime and murders. And um, so I would recommend if you like, if you are like me and enjoy reading about true crimes that are, are, are exceptionally evil, a highbrow book might be In Cold Blood by Truman Capote. Oh. Uh, so good maybe i was gonna say mid-brow might be that norman mailer book called the executioner song but maybe that's also that's highbrow is that highbrow? that's this is this what? is so highbrow okay a, a book is highbrow in art oh. <laughs> for right. us well, and- brow, but actually quite exciting to me is any youtube channel devoted to laurie Vallow and Chad Daybell. One I watch one called Hidden True Crime podcast. But basically anyone that's of any YouTube video or like channel. There's many channels about these Mormon this Mormon couple that murdered their children and I'm quite wow. obsessed. So Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell, YouTube video channels. <laughs> there you go. My mom has analyzed many of the police footage of this case right yeah i watch a lot of it and i also well i analyze i also am i i've diagnosed every real housewife's mental what do you think kelly bensamon has she has like borderline personality disorder but i'm not a psychiatrist i'm just saying like come on and maybe bipolar i don't know Wait, stop. I'm not, I don't know. I take that back. What if she sues me? She's no, she she's normal. She doesn't she's normal. understand how she's to like use us. podcast. <laughs> she's like us. She's a good person. She's awful. She's awesome. an amazing mom. She's awesome. an amazing teacher. She's very active in charity. But she I have a full-size horse statue. That's too high bar for the housewives. I mean, come on. Wait, so I had another question about Chad Daybell, Lori Bella. Go ahead. Um, I have the answers at my fingertips. Okay, so... In a sentence, could you summarize your theory of what happened? You know, I can't. So that's why I think I and and, and high order. That's why I and many, 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 probably thousands of others are obsessed with this case. It's 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 just truly inexplicable. It's very hard to understand, and that's why I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And you can Google it, but it it did involve a cult. It involved a uh, LDS cult. It wasn't the, they weren't more, the strict Mormons, they were uh, like an offshoot of crazy Mormons. And they were prep, you know, doomsday preppers, but um, it was just this, it's just too much. It's like they, they, these two people did this crazy thing. And it's just, I guess, because I can't, I can't understand it. I keep trying to, everyone does. So anyway. People who well, are speaking of Mormons, there's yeah. a whole so um, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There's a Barlow there. Uh, they're one of the housewives is right. Yeah, which one's Barlow? I don't know, but weren't you texting me saying like any relation to 
Barlow from Real Housewives. Wait, maybe. So is a Mormon on one of the Housewives franchise? Well, the Salt Lake City franchise, they have multiple Mormons and a lot of discussion about like, this wouldn't be considered Mormon and this would and whatever. So Lisa Barlow is a um, cast member on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And people jokingly, Devin asked me, do you have any relation to Lisa Barlow? Now, the funny part is that my ancestors were on the Oregon Trail and oh. there was um, maybe an argument, maybe a fight, but all we know was there's a fork in the road. One wagon went to Utah and the other wagon oh. went elsewhere. So there's a lot of Barlows in Utah because Mormons, for being, you know, all innocent, Mormons like to breed. And they um, like to breed and they like to kill. They they do too. Yeah. And so wait. So yeah, you could be maybe you're like distant, a distant, sister distant cousins. You're like a distant sister cousin, but like so a sister to her. Well, or like a sister wife. Sister, sister wife. She yeah. would she would consider you like a sister. I'm pretty sure. Totally. But anyway, okay. I love. Well, I haven't seen that show, but I'm sure it's very. All right, Devin. Highbrow. Well, all I can say is that one night last summer that I was hoping to have a nice dinner, spend time with my mom. She said she couldn't because she had to tune into a live stream about the Lori Daybell. Lori <laughs> I did. Case. Yeah, it was like the sister-in-law of of one of the dead people. They didn't just kill children, they killed adults and it was this it was this it was the <sighs> sister of one of the dead people. I was like I've got wow. I I yeah, did. Yeah, I was in, I was like I can't have dinner with my my family. You'll understand when I tell you yeah. this. <laughs> like, I did understand. I did. Um. All right. My highbrow recommendation is going to need a trigger warning okay. and a oh. content warning because okay. it's very scary. And I don't want people to think. <laughs> After murder by Mormons, when we're. <laughs> this oh, is... <laughs> that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Go ahead. I'm going to point <laughs> everyone's attention to a little YouTube video. <laughs> the title is Don't Watch This If You're Afraid of Ghosts or Swings That Kill. Again, don't watch this if you're afraid of ghosts or swings that kill. And I think you could provide a link. In this. I will I will give a link for those nice who may have trouble finding that. it. I mean... 4,693 people seem to have found it and viewed it. What I'm talking about... This is uh, about, your highbrow? This is the highbrow. It's a what film. I'm it's talking, a short film. It's a short film. It's an independent film. True and independent. you know what? Bo Burnham, step aside. Because <laughs> this was filmed and acted in and written by and edited by one Ann Leary. I scored it as well. She scored it. She did everything. This is a mother of two children. <laughs> she takes time out of her day to go into a field on a stranger's property <laughs> and film herself. A masterpiece. It's a minor masterpiece. A masterpiece featuring herself as a portraying, if I'm not wrong, a ghost of a little girl. Of a little girl, yes. Okay, don't give the whole thing away. Okay. It's not... Yeah, some of us haven't seen it yet. Spoiler alert. I just want to say that, (laughs) as my mom pointed out, 12 people disliked the video. (laughs) 
There's a there's a dislike feature on YouTube, and it was used. Twelve, 12 people times. liked it, and twelve disliked it. Now, how how like in in, in twelve? I mean, it's got to mean something. It's like a real, twelve. is like a really. I also want to point out the description of the video is <laughs> also written by Ann Leary. <laughs> Quote, horrifying video captures ghost of girl swinging on swing, all caps, that killed her. Can I just say, I had, this is, Carolina, can I just say that I posted this first and I just said something like ghost video because I've seen ghost, every ghost video I've ever seen on YouTube, there's um, 5 million views. I posted it and nobody watched it. So I changed it to another title and still nobody watched it. So finally I changed it to in all caps. Don't watch this. If you're afraid of ghosts or swings that kill (laughs) and still there's only 4,600 views. And I don't understand how you get viral. If you don't, I've seen ghost (laughs) videos that are so lame. And this one is scary. It's got everything. And I'm, I, I, Devin knows, like, I never, I can, I have a really hard time even admitting that I've written a book, let alone praising my books, but I'm proud of She's this. She's not that it's, way about it, her this videos. Is a, this, this is a work that has been, that needs, the world needs to, to see. No, she is so humble about her books and her, like, major motion picture adaptation of her book. But if I ever say, like, oh, mom, I liked your video of Eddie, like, the dogs running around, she'll be like, oh, Devin, why can't I go viral? Like- it's true. I, I, become, I cry. I'm like, why am I not viral? <laughs> I'm not viral. With my, and, and, and it's like, I, I don't care. I was a New York Times bestselling author, but I want to be viral on YouTube. What's my favorite, Anne Leary, obviously procrastinating from writing uh, piece though was you dressing up your dogs as like colonial up movie stars. Yeah. I know that I used to do that for Halloween. I, I they would be. Oh no, that was when it, yeah. You dressed her and there's Marilyn one of girl. there's one of Holly and she's like and she's drunk lying in a pink chemise on the bed. Yeah, with a gray goose bottle. Yeah. Didn't we do a whole thing about the um? You got you and your cousins did a did a series of photos and it had to do with like the OC. No, that was me and Ellen in middle school. We made an adaptation. Speaking of adaptations, adaptations left and right, we adapted the OC with my dogs. And they were always drunk. They with, were drunk. So there was like pictures of them passed out with a bottle next to them and like semi-clothed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Throwing up. Let me move on to my midbrow. Although I do want to give a shout out to Julie Clam who commented <laughs> on this video. This was so chilling and moving. It reminded me of the story of the little girl I knew who was swinging on a swing and then she died. Wait. And then her ghost remained swinging and really sweeping music would play sad. Who wrote this? Who commented that? Okay, my best friend. But still, <laughs> Julia Clam is one of my best friends. But still, she probably didn't even know I made the film. She didn't. She, she found it on her own. She found it. <laughs> okay. All right. My mid-brow recommendation is... A YouTube video titled Ghost Girl Outtakes by One Ann Leary. It was the making of Ghost Girl. The world needed to know. The world had so many questions about how it was made. So the description is <laughs> the description of the video is. <laughs> okay, wait. The description of the video is by popular demand a behind the scenes. Two world. views. There's two views on this. <laughs> A behind-the-scenes look at how Ghost Girl on Swing was made. <laughs> For more information, 
www.emily.com. I used to have a blog and I wanted people. I thought this would draw people to my blog. You're like, oh, nobody, time for a plug. That also nobody read. Okay, I have to say, I think your branding problem is the three different titles because one video is called like no i told you this. the ghost girl it was called ghost girl on swing and nobody viewed it and then i changed it to the long one about and still, but now this says ghost girl outtakes I the know, description I says know. ghost girl I, on story swing. Of my life i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> i don't know how to do stuff <laughs> okay well this ghost girl outtakes is is really it's listen if you're it's listening to this you want to be you want to be part of the cool new thing yeah You've got like like this. Get on because it. Because it's like everyone's gonna be talking about it. Gen Z, are you listening? It's like this is at the so at the water fountain. Is that do they still have that? No, oh, because no one goes to work. This is what everyone is gonna be talking on TikTok about. This. In China will be talking about. Yes. yes. It will. <laughs> oh, they will. And then my lowbrow is another short film by Anne Leary. <laughs> this is it's, it's I, this is a beautiful film. I'm sorry. This, this is beautiful. Film, this has this will make you cry. Like this is a whole different vibe. That was horror. This is like this is date night. You know, this is <laughs> date night, but it's also a tragedy. It's called and I quote Baby's Num Nums. And what it is is it's a film of a dog eating yogurt. Well, someone's feeding him yogurt. And well, my mom is feeding him the yogurt. My mom provides commentary about the feeding of the num-nums. Yeah, you're right. This is more like, this is sort of popcorn movie. It's really like a, it's like a real like, try not to cry, good luck. Yeah. (laughs) It's sort of like the softy stuff though. It's not like the gritty. No, I mean, the other one's too. Philosophically stirring movies about the girl on the swing. It's girl on the swing. I mean, if you like horror, you don't tune into that. Go watch Baby's Num Nums. Okay, and I just want to say the only reason why it's lowbrow, in my opinion, is because our dog who was featured in this has passed away, and that's sad, and that's lowbrow to me. Oh, that is lowbrow. Death of a dog, that's lowbrow, because that's When I am sad, my brow is low. (laughs) And I want to say, Susan Cochran commented my two-year-old granddaughter loves this video she laughs so hard watching it <laughs> thank so you so it also sense. gives comedy it it's for the kids of- too it's for everybody it's a family it's a family film for yeah. sure yes. take the kids bring the kids Baby all right num-nums. we are going to be right back with a recap of the 90 day fiance pilot i want you Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. And we're back with True Romance Pod. Devin, Ann, and I all watched myself for the second time i'm assuming both of you for the second time the pilot for 90 day fiance of course yes we've seen it before this show i remember i was watching it with a boyfriend once because we (laughs) by because devin had recommended it so highly and we were like it's a little sad at times yeah it's a it's um a little bit uh an of an echo of western colonialism but as yes. a dating show. And when I'm yes. speaking of that, I'm speaking of, you know, specifically of one of the couples. But yes, for a recap for people who don't watch it, it's three couples. All of them are there. Oh, usually the female is there in the U.S. from Russia or Colombia. And she has a visa, but she needs to get married within 90 days of being in the United States. So... A lot of these couples have met under curious, suspicious, suspicious circumstances. Yes. We have one. I think the brilliance of the pilot is that you have uh, Paula and Chris in it or Chris and Paula and you is that you have Paula and Russ in it who do seem really, really happy and in love. And they're both like conventionally attractive. So it gives you this idea that this sometimes really works out. Okay. Right out of the gate, we couldn't have views that are farther apart from each other. <laughs> Why? You don't like Russ and Paola? Listen, I looked at Paola on Instagram and I was dismayed to see that she is now a pro wrestler and still very in love with Russ. But, you know, let's be honest, Russ and his whole family look like they stormed the Capitol. Like there's darkness. Carolina. There. They stormed the castle? The Capitol? No. This castle. <laughs> they, they look like wait, they did, though. That's another movie I did. They stampeded um, on the castle. No. First of all, Carolina, what is written in my notes? Russ stormed the capital. Okay, I didn't know wait, that. really? You and I. Did he really? No, it's just like a thing you say about someone who looks Republican. Is like they stormed that's the capital. That's all the... Okay. Can I say... I'm sorry to interrupt Devin, because this is your podcast, but... I, I, I've only ever seen later episodes of this series. This is the first time I saw this first season, the first show. And these were the best people I've ever seen. It yes. just went downhill it after went this. Downhill. Like, these are the best. It later became America was sending its worst, like, 
psychopaths Criminals. to third world countries and where they would meet very well educated but poor people and then drag them here to Tampa. hell. Well, that's what Alan. So one of the couples is Alan, the Mormon, and he's really I mean, he is exactly how he sounds. He says, my name is Alan. I'm from Los Angeles and I happen to be Mormon. He keeps on saying it like that. And yeah, I happen to be Mormon. Like he just stumbled upon it. Killiam, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Um, she's freaking gorgeous, right? Kirlim. Is she beautiful? Is she the really beautiful yes. one? Yeah, she looks twelve. He, is she? Do we believe she's twenty one or not? Actually, listen, not there's 21. a couple of girls here, and their ages are dubious. Don't you wait. Think? Can you yeah. say her name again, Devin? Kiraleem. Kira. He meets Kiraleem from Brazil, and he said she looked like an angel because he is a Western colonizer, and he keeps saying he's like, "Well, I'm going to go get her." Yeah, I've got to go um, to Brazil to get her and bring her back. Well, he also like, met her on a Mormon missionary trip. Yeah, missionary trip. So he knocked on somebody's door to make them be- to ask them to Ooh. become Mormon. And and true angel. This is one of the most beautiful. You know, a lot of it's funny because like so many models come from Brazil and Russia, and so do ninety day fiancés. They're all yeah. gorgeous. She's beautiful, and. Are they the ones that don't have running water? And Yeah, he keeps on saying, like, she's never used a washing machine, a dryer, yeah. a dishwasher. Right. And it's so funny because I'm like, you're making her sound like you are w- that weird to me. Like, I don't think it's that weird that she hasn't used a dishwasher or a washing machine. It's just foreign. Yeah. But you are the one who I'm like, ew, and he's Mormon. And he keeps on saying stuff like, it's your last chance to back out. Right. And and then she always pauses a little too long before she kind of yes. hugs him because she, she really doesn't want to It's go. really not that hard washing laundry by hand. I would rather wash clothes and dishes by hand every single day for 12 years than spend one week with Alan in his condo with his weird Mormon friend who sleeps over so Alan won't try to have sex with me. No, that was Alan. Alan. I'd rather wash my clothes my <laughs> Tongue. <laughs> Alan then, is such a loser. Have a conversation with Alan. Right? <laughs> and he keeps on being like, we need to be protected from being tempted. And it's like, buddy, I don't think she's tempted. Honey, like, she's not tempted. All she cares about is Johnny Depp. He's like getting on his lime green air mattress with one blanket, a throw. He doesn't even own a second pair of sheets. And she's like, oh, okay, bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> And she couldn't be happier to just get on the Wi-Fi and, like, Google things all night. Caroline is the smartest person that's ever been on this show. These women are heroes. Well, she knows about the no sex before marriage thing. So she does, like, I've got 90-day free pass. Yes. <laughs> getting in and getting Without, out. Even though they're still married, they have a baby. Well, that's, the things we do. I will say Caroline did also prove to me that basic being basic does not subscribe to a culture or a nationality <laughs> because Kiraline coming from Brazil did pose with Marilyn Monroe's Hollywood star, which is something that every basic American girl no, has she, done. But uh, foreigners are allowed to do that. That's like right. us going to Paris and like taking a picture. Right. It's, it's, it's criminal for an American to really think that that is something worth doing. But it, I guess if you're not from here. But Alan brought her there. So yes. She, I don't blame her. Okay. Well, I blame Alan for allowing her to... He's standing and there And she's saying, also 14 years old. So. 
She gets yeah. Like Both her and Aziza look 13. They're not 21. I'm sorry. I blame Alan for allowing his child bride to try on the hat of a Johnny Depp impersonator, which obviously has lice in it. There's no way it doesn't have lice in it. <laughs> and he like watches her try it on. And he's talking about how he's concerned that someone will stop her on the street and say, you need to be in a commercial because you're so beautiful. And I was like, you're concerned about that, but you're not concerned about head lice <laughs> or bed Only bugs? Devin. Only Devin with it. That, that thought didn't cross my mind, but I did think. The head lice didn't cross my mind, but I, I don't have as many instinctual fears as Devin does. And in retrospect, that would definitely. Yeah. I had an unfortunate experience on a set recently where uh, this props guy brought a bunch of vintage trucker hats <laughs> oh, that no, his no. dad had given him. And we were all like, oh, cool. Try them on. Try them on. Dorky taking pictures with them. People come and being like, take this one, Carolina. Take this. No, I'm good. I don't really. I have too much shit at home. I'm not going to take random stuff. My friend is like, I'm taking this one. It's like a vintage Seagram's hat. She's wearing it for a while. Then she takes it off and she goes, oh, no. And inside, no, it's orange from sweat. Like it's like it's stained orange from whoever wore it. Like for from 50 like, years. From like sweaty spray tan? Yeah. Like orange? No, from just like It was like Trump's hat. She had sweat. Trump's hat. <laughs> she had Trump's and hat. inside were the P It tapes. was orange? It was Trump's. The taxes, the tax receipts were inside. <laughs> That's where they were all along. Sorry for that disclaimer. But yes, I mean, she is kind of a basic girl because she's 15. Like She's very young. She should have like run for her life and like. Well, she now has her own YouTube channel where she reviews products and vlogs her vacations and day to day life. So now she's actually seventeen. <laughs> okay, tell me okay. she has if she has more YouTube followers than me. I <laughs> she definitely. Do. I literally. I don't know what to say. I mean, she could never make Ghost Girl outtakes. I mean, she could never. Oh well. We, <laughs> oh well. There's also Mike and Aziza, which is yes. I want to say like either the darkest part of this pilot episodes or if we're really going to suspend disbelief maybe they do have like an emotional connection because they do yes. make each other laugh sometimes are they the oklahoma couple no that's russ oh, okay mike is the overweight no shame overweight oh he's the it guy yeah from the courthouse and his his from co-worker where? dory and is like hey mike i'm gonna need those in a few hours so what are you doing <laughs> right right you and know she like thought, i'm like, gonna he'd... go pick up my bride in new york and then later to camera, Doreen's like, I think it's crazy. Well, Dorina also said, why can't they meet anyone in the U.S.? Like, as if that's easy. And I wanted to say, Dorina, you clearly haven't been in these streets because it's not that easy. Well, she okay, works with so- him and she doesn't want to date him. And right. he doesn't seem to get out much. So that's what she- I was going to say is that I do sympathize with Mike a little bit. Yes. Like when he was talking, I found myself nodding. Like he was like, well, I don't really know anyone I could date here at work. And I actually don't really go out to bars. Yeah. And I was like, right. uh-huh, uh-huh. But when he said he met her because he was trying to learn Russian on a. That was uh, not true. You know, like we all lie. And that was a lie. Yeah. I mean, later, I think it got darker <laughs> in the other episodes because she saw that people were literally, they openly admitted, like, I went on, like, ThailandBrides.com and met her. So nuts. But this time, but the, uh, the thing that still kills me is every single one of these brides, they speak perfect English, yes. where most Americans speak, barely speak English, their own language at all these these women are all by at least bilingual the russian probably speaks many languages okay can i ask another question i I wondered this last night 
why do so many of the men in 90 Day Fiancés live with their families and they're in their 30s and 40s? Yes. Because that's often— Well, listen, we're not, like, maybe we shouldn't be the ones to judge. Some, some of us on this Zoom— Because <laughs> why do so many women live on their daughter's balcony like I do? I'm just saying we, we're all holding a stone and this is a glass house. <laughs> okay. But— Carolina lives with her mom. Both Devin and I have found refuge— in yeah. our mother, our parents' house. But yeah, yes. no, but it's weird no. how the guys do. and But their moms still hold like a claw in their lives over yeah. women, which I think is always really weird. But before, the, even like seasons before COVID, there were men who lived with their family, their parents, and then the, the bride would come and have to live with them. It just seems, I didn't know that was so prevalent in our culture that people did that. I know. I think it must be. Well, the housing crisis didn't do anyone any good. That's my college essay. Carolina, <laughs> you're right. Who are we to judge? I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Now that we've said who are we to judge, <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit about Russ's aesthetic, both home and fashion. So let's, for the record, remember that Carolina has called this man attractive at the top okay. of the episode. Okay, wait, I'm confused. Alan or Russ? Russ or Alan? Okay, we've already talked about Alan. That's the Mormon. Okay, Alan the Mormon. Okay. Russ is the Oklahoma man. Okay, and who, he looks like he's got guns. He, he was an Eagle Scout. He's got... Yes. Yeah, he's okay. got a faux hawk. Yeah, he looks a little... Listen, He's I'm wearing not, Carolina. Considering the company they're in... 
Okay. He's a militia. He's, he's, a, he's a militia man, member. But go ahead. He's wearing an orange scoop neck Henley, cargo shorts, and a faux hawk. And Carolina saw that and said, attractive guy. I said, if I have to choose between these guys, then yes, will you accept this rose? Yes. I mean, okay. I also just think they are truly in love. Do I think they're good people based off their Instagram or recently she called out for people, she called out liberals for canceling Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Wait, so Russ, the one who lives in Tulsa, and he was also the only one I believe was not a virgin before this show. Yeah. yeah the Mormon guy admitted he was. All over the place. And then the other guy, the tech guy, there was just no way he had sex. He didn't know what to do. And yeah, the little no girl way. he brought here, age 14, <laughs> she seemed to know more. And what? Like, she was like, oh, okay. So we're just not going to lie here? And he was like, I think that's best because I don't know yeah. what the hell to do. And she said, okay. Okay. I'm Good only 14. Me. Works for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept saying that. I don't understand why people say the show is dark. I think it's a fun romp. I think it's a romp. It's a nice decompressor after a long day. There's something specific about to jump around to the couple we were speaking of earlier, Aviva and... Um, no, Aziza. I'm sorry. You're thinking of Real Housewives of New York. <laughs> speaking of the couple we were speaking before, Aziza and Mike, they specifically give me a feeling of melancholy looking at them. <laughs> They're both so soft-spoken Yes. He's the court tech guy, and she's another one of the girls who looks 15. Yes. What's funny is in later episodes, she's like, I get very jealous. Like, she gets super jealous of him. Yeah. I think just like being basic isn't, like, specific to a nationality, I think that jealousy is not specific to actually being in love with the person. Like, if you're a jealous person... You just get jealous. And yes. I've seen this in other 90 Day Fiance couples where I'm like, you're the jealous one? Like Mike and Natalie. It's Stockholm Syndrome. So you can be human trafficked and jealous yes. of your human yes. trafficker. I think it's also just in relationships when you're like emotionally abused at all. And this is me just speaking tangentially to this idea. But I, I don't think this is what's happening on 90 Day. But I think in some relationships – that is how you keep someone hostage is you constantly you start to make them feel possessive until they're yes. possessive, but they don't even want the thing that they're possessive over. Yeah. But they're just used to being like, no, like, don't flirt with her. Don't flirt with her. Yeah. I think that sometimes jealousy can be your feelings of jealousy can block you from seeing that you're actually not into someone. Oh, so interesting. Can I see. Basically, just like worried about if someone or if you're worried about someone cheating on you like you, you right. can get consumed with sort of the like wait do they like her wait do they really like me or not and then you have to really just clarify like wait what do i actually really want do i really sure. like this person or am i just is my ego like embedded into how they feel about this other girl or whatever right like so metaphorically they're the the person is looking away the person the jealous person is looking at a person who's looking away so when yes. the person looks at them they go oh I exactly You're Russ. exactly. Yeah. So they're looking away, and that you want everyone wants to be the hunter. No one wants to be the hunted. That's my. That's wow. It's Anne hunted. Leary. A novel by Anne Leary. The huntress. The huntress. Huntress. And that was little Aziza huntress, and then she he turned around. And she went, oh, oh it's never Mike. Mind. Hashtag it's Mike. Hashtag oh no, it's Mike. Yeah. So I just wanted to point out a couple of things, if I may. You may. 
about Russ's home. And I didn't notice this until a second watch. Because the first time I watched, I just saw that obviously there was multiple framed photos of him as an Eagle Scout. And I was like, okay, that's one thing. In Russ's bedroom, there is a framed photo of a still from the animated film Aladdin framed. <laughs> a framed photo of a still from the animated film Jungle Book hanging on the wall. Wow. I have not noticed that. A framed still from the animated film <laughs> The Lion King hanging on his wall and an American flag. Okay, well... Crystal from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has many Lion King figurines in her home, and that is because her husband directed right. The Lion King. But he, but he was Lion King super fan. Listen, the aesthetics that Paola and Russ exhibit, are I, I see the love. That's all I see. I, when they <laughs> greeted each other at the airport, they had tears in their eyes. They made out like sweet. eight times. They love kissing. They love constantly talking. I do identify with how she talks about sex, though, and that she's not like... She gets a little bit seductressy, but she's also just like, yeah, it's important. Like, we need to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. But she, yeah, those two have had a lot of sex in their life. Yeah. The other ones, none of, I thought that was one interesting thing. Like, why don't they put that, though? I mean, it's clear. Why don't they just say, why don't they put it, like, they put other stuff, like, she's from Colombia. She's a virgin. Yeah. He's a virgin. And she's that, grateful that he's a virgin. Like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but the other people, they're like, oh, these are actually people in their 30s who've had sex before. This is a new thing this for this show. <laughs> That was the best was when Alan, the Mormon, like we mentioned before, had his friends sleep over so that he wouldn't get tempted to um, sleep with but his fiance. But that's the thing. I'm, I mean, you know, the, I, that's, they, they do that. Did like, Lori and Chad Daybell do that? Well, they didn't have sex before marriage. But yeah, a lot of Mormons. I My theory, I, I don't want to get in trouble with the Mormons. I They will kill. No, they no, will kill. go ahead. The Mormons well, have stopped listening to our I'll, show I so think with long any, ago. Any, any religion, anything, a culture really that makes sex taboo is going to end up someone's going to get killed because people yeah. need to have sex. And I think the Mormon, um, you know, they do, they really are not supposed to have premarital sex. So they end up marrying young and that's like the, the, the you know, but also they, uh, a lot of the murders, like the Jody Arias murder was also a Mormon related murder. And it had to do with a, a person, a, a young man who was the victim who just didn't, um, who was very, you know, didn't have a lot of sexual experience. It's, it's, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of, you know, people would be alive <laughs> if there was no life insurance and people could have sex with anyone they want. Nobody would be killed in this world. I really think that that is a um, good point that I've never thought about. I like, but I also just love, <laughs> I really want it stitched on a pillow somewhere. Like if your religion has to do with not having sex, Someone's going to get killed. <laughs> I'm going to do a needlepoint sampler for you, Carolina. Yes, please. If sex is taboo, somebody's going to get killed. Die. And listen, yeah. if you guys, listeners out there, wanted a little window into my birds and the bees talk growing up, you just got it. <laughs> I did. That was it. That's all she got. That's all this she wrote. Better have sex was... or, someone will, or you will kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> this was one of my favorite episodes of True Romance, mainly because you guys both make me laugh so hard. And I'm so glad that I was born. 
Devin was born. I'm glad she was born. I'm glad she found you as a friend. And I'm glad I found this podcast to listen to every Thursday. <gasps> oh, thanks, Mom. I love it. And speaking of listening, as if that was enough, don't just listen. Subscribe, rate, review. Share it. Share it. Go to our Twitter. Follow our Twitter at True Romance Pod on Twitter, at True Romance Pod on Instagram, True Romance Podcast on Spotify. We really want to do this podcast forever. And if you can and you like it, tell people about it because we love the sound of our voices we do (laughs) thank you so much catch you next time on true romance bye carolina bye Anne. bye everyone Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, kids playroom or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or DIY kits are available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com and receive 20% off today.